Once upon a time, there were six strangers. Strangers who, despite the best efforts of the coronavirus, got together for a virtual game of D&D. That game turned into another game, which turned into yet another game, which turned into a campaign. By then, the strangers, who had started to become friends, said, Hey, since we're playing and need the notes anyways, why don't we record it and release it as a podcast? This is the story of the players and the characters in that campaign. This is the story of gold and glory, blood tide rising. Okay, welcome to our D&D podcast. It's hard to believe, but it's actually been a whole year since we began the podcast, and to us that's just crazy, but clearly time flies when you're having fun. So whether you're new or you've been with us since the beginning, here's our spiel. We're not voice actors. We're not even actors. We're just a bunch of regular folk who wanted to play D&D during the coronavirus pandemic. Also, this ain't your run-of-the-mill D&D game. It's an Acquisitions Incorporated game, which means it's going to get weird, corporate, and have a bunch of acting in-jokes. Lastly, it's a homebrew game, which means if you're looking for adventures on the Sword Coast or in Tal'Dorei or in Wildmount, you're not going to find them here. But if you're looking for something a little familiar and more than a little different, onwards to gold and glory. Now, before we begin, here's a quick character intro, just to help you know who's who. Hi, I'm Selena, a human divination wizard, and I'm the loremonger. Hi, I'm Theo. I'm a human twilight cleric, and I'm also the documenter. I play Kipnis, female drow half-elf. She's a ranger and the obviator. Hey, I play Edith, a dwarf barbarian, and I'm the decisionist. Hi, I'm Siona, a half-elf bard, and I'm the secretarian. I am Turin, a dragonborn paladin, and I am an independent contractor representing the kingdom of Lemuria. Shadow Council, may our labors please you. We bring to you today our 15th official episode of Season 2, A Tale of Intrigue, Adventure, and Corporate Machinations, Gold and Glory, Blood Tide Rising. To my actual right, Selena. Okay. So, I have to ask you, as Golden Glory's official divination wizard, oracle, and seer, as an outcome of the franchisee's, man, you know what, my 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 vision has gotten so bad that I have to take off my glasses to look at my screen here, it's like terrible, I oh my gosh. New glasses. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Anyways, as, as an outcome of the franchisee's first official stealth mission, did you correctly predict what Turin, the dragonborn paladin, would do on said stealth mission. No, I did not. But I think I should have. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Theo, you said you predicted it? (laughs) You you called it, eh? Okay. Well, now, from your privileged, uh, you know, position of, uh, you know, divination magic and, and all this kind of stuff, what did you feel that Turin did last session? He exposed us. <laughs> <laughs> he exposed you? Like, you mean like he opened his jacket? No, and- no, no. He exposed the whole party by shining a bright light. <laughs> a bright light. And where where was said bright light shone? In what, what context? I don't know what you mean. 
meaning in a dark cavern. It was a dark cavern, yes. Where there's lots of yeah. evil bad guys. Yeah. And, and Turin just went, Woof! I'm here, guys! <laughs> <laughs> Look at me! Yes. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he was shining his gleaming armor. His gleaming armor, yes. In light of this, then, what predictive tagline will you offer us today? Selena Roma. <laughs> As we, we weave through the dark caverns with a bright light <laughs> of Turin, <laughs> shall Selena uh, shall Selena resist the call to friendship? Ooh, yeah, not bad, not <laughs> bad. Yeah, you know what I predict? I predict a total party kill. The jewel of gypsies, the diamond of divination, Selena Roma. To my virtual left, Theo. Are you enjoying your giant turtle shell shield? Boy, try saying that three times fast. Giant turtle shell shield. <laughs> See, I can't even do it once. Does it does it give you kind of like a good place to hide? I like it. Yeah, probably is going to come in handy today as the entire blood tide army is alerted to your presence. Now, as an ordained minister of the goddess of starlight, do you have any special ceremonies or blessing to lend courage when you uh, or your companions have to face imminent doom and destruction uh, of, I, I don't know, a certain dragonborn player initiated TPK? Uh. There is no luck. There's only preparation meeting opportunity. There you go. Fortunately, we're just not prepared. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you acknowledge that. Uh, The theologian in Twilight, the Master of the Moon makes Theo Banks. Kitness. Welcome back, by the way, to our stealth and reconnaissance specialist. Note We had a stealth and reconnaissance specialist. Just the person we needed last game on the stealth mission to gather intelligence on the enemy, assess strategic weaknesses, blah, blah, blah. Except for you were so stealthy, Kitness, that you didn't even show up in the game. I mean, does it really count as a TPK if one of the players is missing? Tagline. Not with wealth, but with stealth. I'll look for the fight tonight. Someone. I think I'm still waiting for the big calm bug from Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> uh, the absentee archer, the stalker in shadow, the glamour and gloom, Kidness Draub. Edith. Now, let it not be said that I, the long-suffering DM, do not recognize quality role-playing when I see it. Please accept one point of inspiration for one of my favorite scenes last episode, namely you giving Siona a big thumbs up when you whacked the Sahagan sentry to death, spilling his brains and bloods everywhere into shark-infested waters. Great job. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And I take it thank you is your tagline, or do you have something else for us? I'm going to welcome the barbarous beauty, the raging rampager, Edith. Siona! Siona Starclimber? Is she absent again? Well, I guess that's one down already. That's that's easy, because it's like one less to participate in this, this fateful combat. Mmm, total party kill. It rolls so nicely off of the tongue, you know? Like, ah, it's going to be sweet. I, I guess we're never going to find out what's going on with her so-called friend, Timely. 
Siren of Song, Mistress of Music, not even here. See how Star Glimmer. <sighs> Turin. Okay. In, in, in light over everything that's happened, perhaps as the final record uh, before your meager lives are snuffed out in the impending TPK, I need you to ask you a few skill testing questions. Stealth mission. What in general? <laughs> okay, you just answered my question right there. <laughs> I meant to ask you, what does a stealth mission imply? But clearly you have no concept. Like, even though this was imparted to you and the importance of it by Her Royal Highness Queen Sorsha, who just happens to be the mother of your eggs, you know, ask you what sort of objectives you were supposed to do during said mission. Anyways, tagline. I will shine. All right. Over everyone. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you will. Yes, you certainly will. Everyone is going to see you before you die. <laughs> <laughs> the angel of alerting en enemies, the sergeant of scales, Turin. Okay, so um, I'm going to do something a little bit different uh, today, and I'm going to let you, our lovely players, give the summary of what happened on the first official stealth mission, a little bit more detail. Why the change in format, though, you ask? Because I wish to provide you, our uh, long belaboring players, with a cautionary tale. You guys all know the Lord of the Rings, right? No. You don't know the Lord of the Rings? Of course I do. Seriously? <laughs> okay. I, I'm hoping everyone, like, okay, Edith, maybe if you the don't know the Lord of the Rings. What's that? It's okay. the book or the movie. Either or. It's the story that matters. Book or the movie. Same thing is going to happen. Anyways, for those of you who may not really know, well, okay, I, I'm assuming everyone knows friggin' story. Uh, you know, so Mr. Frodo, the Hobbit. It's supposed to take the, the, the Dark Lord's ring of power into the evil land of Mordor in order to destroy the ring in the fires of Mount Doom. And the gates to Mordor are guarded by all sorts of foul and nasty creatures, including orc armies, teeming human barbarians and hordes of mercenaries and wraiths, wraiths on wings. I, that's probably not very good. But I can tell you what Frodo didn't do to get into Mordor. He didn't walk up to the heavily guarded Black Gate and go, Oi, Sauron, put up your dukes. It's I, Frodo Baggins. I'm attacking you. Yeah, you orc armies, you ring race, all of you, come watch. I'm going to kick your butt. So The only reason he didn't do that is very he was totally about to do that very same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily they didn't. Luckily they snuck in the back door and went in the secret passage. Anyways, just so this isn't abundantly clear, let me connect the dots for you. Thule, the place where you are currently engaging in your infiltration and stealth mission, is an enemy stronghold. It is teeming with hordes of enemies and powerful lieutenants serving the powers of darkness, which, just like in The Lord of the Rings, if left unchecked, will, and I quote, cover the land in darkness. <laughs> Anyways, okay, with that, you've got your caution. That's all I'm going to say. You do realize that we did not break our stealth. It was Turin. <laughs> <laughs> Turin is a member of Golden Glory. Yes, He's a registered he member of the franchise. That it was stealth. We didn't tell him to put on his light. Sorry, go ahead. 
<laughs> Anyways, okay, so any volunteers to tell us what happened when we last saw our heroes? I think Turin should tell us what happened. <laughs> We, we were, were fighting, fighting for our lives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, come on. And, and Before that, we, we, we quietly snuck across the land, got right to the boat. Goodness, kind of like, you know, no one saw me, but all of a sudden, her, we're on the boat, her, we're under them. Kitness is oh, female. Like, yes. We're on the boat, we're under it, and boy, we, we find, uh, we follow the sharks, we distract some sharks with some, like, tremors and such, some, some, some uh, low-level cantrip stuff. Excellent use of distraction. Yeah. Excellent use of distraction and deception. Fantastic stealth and infiltration tactics. We were doing great. You were doing great. <laughs> Keep on going. And then, and then, and then, and then just, 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 so we all know this turn. When we got half the sharks, Theo used a third-level spell to pull Thomas to sleep so we can... Kill them in peace and, and not alert like the entire fortress. Yes. Yes, yes. He's a third level spell about to do this. We got past all that. Um, I got turned into an octopus. Turned into an octopus. Oh, Siona. Oh, Siona. Okay. <laughs> right? And then we got into like a large tavern. Yeah. And we saw like prisoners there and turned and went like prisoners. No, I can't handle this. <laughs> yeah, and flew into the air. Bright angel wings spread everywhere. Now, there is a key detail, which, um, you know, uh, Rick, uh, which you may not have gotten in the last 20 minutes of the, uh, of the, uh, of the podcast, if, if you hadn't listened to the whole thing. Uh, what kind of key de- uh, detail happened at the very end before we closed the scene? You guys well, were I'm all. Sure Turin up in the air has the best view of this. Yes. yes. Turin, do you want to kind of fill us in? Let's see. Someone was running to the gong, and I was I was blocking oh, him. Yes. You were trying to block him. But the gong went <laughs> off. That's what I might add. That's right. But because you were high up in the air, you were too far, <laughs> and you couldn't attack yeah. him. And the gong went off. And the gong <laughs> went off. And that's that's and where we arranged to like attack the gong. <laughs> so that 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 that's that's where we definitely end up with the with the gong, uh, you know, uh, resounding its alarm into the heavily echoed cavern. But let us rewind slightly, Kidness. Um, so. Just so you remember the plan um, and to make sure that it's clear, um, part of this plan, especially given uh, the, the reliance uh, and, and uh, taking advantage of you and your stealth skills, uh, Theo uh, has given you possession of some magical paints and pigments. And what you can do with those pigments is whatever you paint actually becomes a real thing not to the extent where you can you know paint like a a rabbit and it will turn alive but for example if you were to paint a door in a wall it would become an actual door that could open and you could walk through and so theo's brilliant idea if i may say so myself is to sneak 
somebody onto the drow slaver ship, go to the bottom, presumably of the hull where, you know, it might be in contact with the water and paint a hole that is sort of angled so such that when the ship actually moves, water is going to flood into the hole and presumably compromise the ship so that, you know, maybe it would sink or whatever. Okay. And, um, you know, as part of that sort of training and idea, uh, along with Siona's help, uh, they showed you exactly how to do this and you practiced it and you, you n- now know exactly how to be able to paint uh, a hole inside of the ship, the right angle and all that kind of stuff. So your in mission right place. In, in, in the right place, right? Yeah. So you obviously right. you have okay. to do that now. Um, what was decided is that the rest of the party would embark upon their infiltration and they were going to go underneath the boat area and the water. And in fact, I'm just going to show this to you over here just as a reminder. So if you remember this sort of cove, this harbor area where the drow slaver ship is sort of, uh, you know, anchored, um, you know, there seemed to be some patterns where there were sharks that went into the area and they didn't quite swim out with the same uh, timing that you would have anticipated. And so the, the, you know, the educated guess that you guys were making is that, you know, oh, maybe there's another further entrance below. And that's what uh, people were basically going to go check out. Now, while they did that, you were to infiltrate the drow slaver ship and basically uh, get started. And so part of the scene uh, was uh, the others, um, you know, they had their water breathing spell and you were cast on that as well. And uh, they kind of disappeared and slipped beneath the water. And um, all of this happened sort of as twilight and darkness came upon the land. So you guys waited until it was darker so you could benefit from the shadows. And in fact, here, you know, you waited until the the patrol had kind of moved by for you to actually get started. And one more thing that I'll remind the group is that you did talk about um, you know, potentially using your amulets of incorporation to send message spells. But there was also this idea that you were worried that maybe other things might be watching mm-hmm. for that, maybe Sokola or, or, yeah. or somebody. And so you really only wanted to use that in, in kind of emergencies or maybe to give really key updates. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, we are retconning a little bit. Yeah. So we're rewinding a little bit. So, 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 uh, um, you know, can, 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 can yeah. do her part and then we will resume the scene and then we'll yeah. kind of, you know, see how we can bring uh, those, those, those scenes together. Okay. So Kitness. You find yourself near to the edge of this drow reaver ship. And again, it is of the same make of the ship that you encountered in the Shadow Fell. And again, your people, the ones that you know, like they dwell underground. You have never heard of, of drow, you know, becoming sailors and pirates and, and, you know, reavers, corsairs of the sea. But clearly that happened in the Shadow Fell. And clearly there is a ship here. Here. In fact, there was a group of slaves that were led from the ship 
uh, from presumably within its hull, and they were taken into the nearby keep where they, you know, actually entered. And so uh, if you kind of fly over here, get a little bit more a, a, of a closer view, it is pretty much as you see, right? And so, you know, there is a, a gangplank, uh, you know, that does connect the ship to the shore. Um, you can see there's about four guards, um, you know, drow, elven. You be- it looks like they're males, so you presume they're not priestesses. They're more warriors and guards, sort of like the lesser caste amongst the, the drow if they have the same society as you. And their kind of patterns of movement uh, do represent a disciplined and regular, uh, you know, patrol pattern, which kind of, you know, takes them basically counterclockwise. So you see, you know, this drow was moving over here while that one moves up. This one goes to the, 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 the front of the ship. And then, uh, you know, there's the, 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 the uh, patrols are basically, you know, moving on a regular way. You can see similar to the, uh, the Reaver ship that you also managed to salvage from. There are these repeater crossbows and some very vicious weapons. There even seems to be some kind of, uh, sharpened, um, almost like spikes and blades that kind of jet out from the edges of the ship near the prow and also off to the side. It might just be for intimidation purposes, but possibly it could cut oars, it could smash in, it could, you know, grab another ship. It's definitely a pirate, it's definitely a corsair. So, this is the scene before you. You have your mission. Tell me what you're doing. Uh, okay. So, first thing, pass the little trace. Okay. I, th- I thought we already had. Oh no, but he's well, not with us. So now this is the challenge, yeah. right? So that's that's correct. Okay. So if you have another mechanism with which to grant yourself pass without trace, tell me how oh, you're yes, doing. I do. Okay. I do. And what is uh, that precisely? That's a little set figurine session. Aha. Okay, so uh, you guys have never really seen this before, but one of the things retrieved from the Drow Reaver ship is a small onyx or actually obsidian statue of a panther. And as you kind of utter the words of power to which you have become attuned, basically the panther uh, materializes. And it's a full-fledged you know, living panther that has been summoned by magic. And uh, you utilize its abilities to kind of close you in shadows, darkness, and silence, and you have now extended uh, that pass without trace to yourself, which is a fantastic move. Okay, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to switch the board so that we are now on top of the ship, and then you tell me where you want to kind of come on, where you want to approach things, and I actually think I have a panther. Let me just see. Oh, I don't have it on this particular one, so everything but... The Pathfinder Trace encompasses a panther, too. It does. Well, I, in right. fact, the panther is the source of, yeah. of the path without trace. And it sort of extends to you as well. Okay, so I'm going to say it's yeah. about that big. And I am grabbing your figurine, which is this one over here. And so tell me how you want to approach the ship. You know, what angle, what part of the ship. Now, I will say, you know, like any of these seafaring vessels, even yours, this back, the aft and the fore area, they're an elevated section. And in fact, the back is 
kind of sealed in a little bit, although the pilot house is kind of at the top. So, you know, you could definitely approach from the back, but then you would be above this main area where the patrols are being made. Okay, so help me understand what do you want to do and uh, why don't we go ahead. I'm going to assume that the two of you are going to make a stealth check and let's just say that the panther will utilize your stealth. Okay. Uh, I'll roll my stealth check now. Yep, plus 10 plus any of your stealth uh, proficiency. So that number is... 27. 27. And that includes the plus 10? <laughs> okay. What's that? That includes the plus 10? That, that, that's just the plus 10. It's probably, it, it's actually 30 with, uh, with my other one. With your modifiers, it is a 30. Okay. So like a ghost, you manage to infiltrate upon the ship and they have no... Uh, awareness or recollection that the two of you are there. Yeah. Okay, so where do you and, want to kind of come on? Uh, we'll come on probably at the at the stern area. Stern is the front, right? No, stern no, is no, the back. Stern is the back. Stern is okay. back. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's, the front. Sorry, I'm 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 getting my nautical yeah. my nautical terms mixed up. I am not. A sailor, I know you are, so, you know, definitely keep me honest. Yeah. And so you can see, you know, from this area, this immediate area that you are kind of on, you know, above, you know, the pilot wheel, you know, it's definitely a raised surface area type of thing you clearly are on top another section which presumably leads to you know maybe it's a mess maybe it's the captain's chambers whatever you're not really sure you'd have to actually go in um, and there is a definite stair area that leads from the top to below and again you should be able to in theory move by and you know they continue to kind of circle about and uh, continue on their patrols you know. Yes. So I assume that I have to paint underneath. So I think I'm going down. Okay, that's perfect. Uh, all right, I'm going to make one roll here. Okay, not even close. And I would say that, I mean, the two of you kind of wait for the opportune moment where, you know, this reaver here is just moving over one as that one moves there. And that gives you a little bit of an entryway. You slip down silently and you are able to move without problem at all. In fact, you almost kind of tail this one and you are using like the creaking noises of the ship as it kind of sways and you're paying attention to, uh, you know, the timing and you make your, your way over to the stairs. Okay. So, uh, with that, uh, you're at the top of the stairs. It leads down. You can see a little bit of kind of uh, torch or candlelight, which would be typical on these ships providing a, a little bit of luminescence. You notice that the, uh, the, the color and the, the, the feel of the, the lighting is not one of candles and burning, uh, like a, like a burning torch or anything like that. It's a little bit colder and it's a little bit almost blue in nature. So it seems to be a different type of lighting and phosphorescence. You do anything before you descend further down the steps. I'll look for any traps or warning devices on my, uh, before you send down. Okay, that sounds good. Um, why don't you make a... Do, do you have thieves tools at all as a proficiency? Uh, no. 
Okay, so if not, just use, let's say, perception. And sorry, um, can I make a presumption like you've got your eyes of the obviator and you can kind of switch them once per day to be either yeah. long distance, which would be perception, or short distance, which would give you advantage on investigation? Which one do you prefer? Okay, so you're going to go with investigation then. Okay, which makes yeah. a lot of sense. So make an investigation with advantage given, you know, the, these significant advantages granted to you by the eyes of the obviator. Okay. Uh, perception. Okay, so that one's... Uh, so, sorry, Rick, in this case, it's investigation? So, so okay, you... Sorry, Richard. Yeah. So I have advantage with investigation. That's okay. correct, correct. And my first roll is uh, 21. Okay. And my second roll, 22. Okay, 21 and 22. Okay, so both excellent rolls, um, you know, and, and you are cautious and you're using your natural skills as well as your training as a gloom stalker and really using that to your maximum ability. So then I'm going to progress you uh, down towards the mid decks over here. Okay. So, um, and uh, what I'm going to say is that the decks descend and actually would end up over here. So, you know, coming up, uh, you can kind of see that there seems to be a single reaver um, at this point. Um, and, you know, there's a door leading the other way. It seems to be opened up into basically, uh, a, a, you know, a hull area and you can see lots of different kind of cargo space and that sort of thing. Um, I won't, won't take out the miniature for, of the panther just yet, but if we need to, for whatever reason, uh, we can do so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Essentially, where I am, where am I in relation to the area where I have to go painting? Well, um, so right now you're in the mid decks. You would, and again, if you assume that the design of this ship is the same as the one on uh, that you uh, encountered in the Shadowfell, there is a lower deck, and that is the one most likely to be in contact with the water. And so that is not this particular floor. But if you want to look around, I mean, there's cargo to investigate. There's an entirely different other area. It's really up to you. Okay. Now, you do uh, see this one reaver kind of come out, and I'm just going to make a check for him. And he is oblivious to you as you meld with the shadows. Not a problem at all. And he just continues moving about in his regular way. There's something about your senses that tells you that there are others in the room uh, beyond, and it looks like they're moving about as well. You can hear some conversation, um, but she would have to listen more carefully to be able to understand exactly what they're talking about. Okay, well, I'd have, I'd have to make my way to the lower deck then, uh, taking great care to make sure that there was nothing going to, uh, I wouldn't step on anything or creak anything that was going to alert the guy. Okay, so I'll tell you what, why don't you make a investigation check again at advantage because maybe what you're doing is you're scanning the floor you know for kind of weak points maybe you know uh rotted pieces of woods or, or stuff that might creak so give me a, a roll with advantage on that to see what you're able to spot 19 19 and is that with advantage 
Yes. Okay, with advantage. Okay. And just as you do that, you kind of freeze for a little bit as another uh, one of these drow warriors seems to ex uh, come from through the door. And then, you know, you can see this one kind of turn towards it like, hey, how's it going? It's kind of boring. I wish I was going into like, you know, in the party room or whatever. I hear that there's there they're going to be betting on some stuff. And that they're bringing out some beast and they're going to have the slaves go up and, and just, you know, see how long they could survive. And they're all betting on them. You know, those fish people and the blooming Durgar. <laughs> they can't even bet. They're so stupid. Anyways, I don't even know why we're here with them. Anyways, are you going to go on leaving? When you do it, are you going to check out that fight? Why a, a, a drow is speaking with this kind of Cockney accent yeah, beyond me. But apparently they're pirates. <laughs> <laughs> really, what it comes out is a lovely elven accent and it's very cultured <laughs> and wonderful. But in pirate, it sounds a bit like this. <laughs> so, so you kind of hear that. And I say, oh, and the mystery, she's getting kind of like tippy. Might be that like, you know, time and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I saw that she was getting a whip out and she was sharpening the other thing. And she was saying that, yeah, they were going to bring the other ones because, you know, the great... Now I'm going Scottish. The great mistress. No, no, just ignore that. The great mistress is like they're doing some weird stuff with the, the, you know, the cauldron of blood and all that kind of stuff. You know, the thing we had to ship down and they got some big ritual going on. I don't know what it is, what they're going to do with it, but I don't know why the fishmen need it at all. You know, that's why we're here, of course. Anyways, whatever. How's your wife? <laughs> All right, yeah. so that kind of banter goes on a little bit. Uh, what do you do in the meantime? Are you just kind of listening and waiting, or do you want to take advantage of their conversation to sneak downstairs? I'll take advantage of the conversation uh, uh, in such a way as to, uh, well, they're concentrating on the conversation, talking to each other. They're not bothering about me. All right. I'm going to be very stealthy, and my panther is going to be even equally stealthy and we're going to slip downstairs. Okay, that's perfect. And in fact, I mean, you actually kind of point to the floor in this sort of area of, you know, it's like bamboo rattan kind of stuff. There is some weakness there and you actually point that out and the panther seems to almost get the gist of what you're saying and you move stealthily past this area, taking care to bypass that. You actually kind of leap silently over this bit and then you kind of come around and slip down. And what I'm going to say while they're kind of, you know, just kind of uh, gossiping over here, instead of like jumping down, you sort of lower yourself using the top of, of the deck and you actually, um, uh, you know, uh, start, start to lower yourself down. Now, as you kind of crest over the edge that kind of reveals into the, in, in, into the lower deck, you do get... Um, a whiff of a powerful stench that is kind of rising up a little bit. It's kind of unpleasant. Not that strong, but it's definitely there in the background. Presumably, whatever you're going to encounter below, it could be more potent and more powerful. What do you do? Uh, do I have a scarf on? 
You certainly could, and you could like yeah. you know put it over your your uh, nose or your mouth or whatever. Yeah, I will do that. Okay, that's fine. All right, so you slip down, and then I'm going to, of course, uh, you go into what appears to be the bottom level. The bilge. The bilge. Oh, see, there's a name for it. I just called it the lower decks. Here we go. But you're going into the bilge. Okay. Now, as you kind of arrive... Oh, I didn't have kidness. I have to bring up your miniature. The one you you need. (laughs) That's the the one one problem with this view is that it doesn't always... It doesn't carry from one, one board to the other. So I have to have it kind of prepped in advance. Panther. Okay, so you and the sneaky panther, who right now is teensy tiny, I'm going to grow him a little bit. Okay, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> okay, now you have dark vision. <clears throat> um, so, you know, kind of dropping, you know, down, uh, you know, into the stair area, you understand what the stench is all about. And it is because there are many many slaves in chains here and there is the smell of you know excrement and sweat and struggle and blood maybe even a touch of disease you're not really sure but the area that you can kind of see here i mean it is jam-packed like almost every square foot of this area is occupied either with all this cargo that you can kind of see and some of it is just jammed hard up against the sides uh, it may be that the cargo is a little bit more an afterthought as the main cargo and the purpose of this vessel Similar to what you saw in 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 the uh, in the Shadowfell is the transport of slaves. Now the slaves are in groups of ten, and they are all basically kind of chained together, um, you know, through their ankles and stuff like that. And you know, and and you know, it's it's all very secure, and one chain will link to, lead to another ring. They are of mixed races. You can see um, humans. Uh, you can see halflings, gnomes, half orcs. You definitely see some lizard men and notably you see some dragonborn as well. Um, you don't really see any elves. You haven't really seen any to date. Um, but, uh, there, there's definitely, uh, and there's some dwarves as well. So again, mixed race that you can kind of see all of them pretty much, um, you know, uh, entrapped. In, in <clears throat> and they don't look like they're in fantastic shape. Presumably, you know, they're only fed the minimum. Uh, you can see that the ones that seem to be doing a bit better are the big ones and the strong ones. And so in particular, half orcs and the dragonborn, the occasional lizard men, and maybe the occasional human, maybe they got more food, maybe they were fed more, but they seem to be a li- in, in a little bit better shape. The smaller races, even the, the smaller lizard men, they're not doing so hot. <clears throat> All right, what do you do? Can I locate the area where I have to paint? And is, are there guards? You do not see any guards here. It basically, okay. presumably they, uh, you know, would th- uh, feel that it's secure enough. The slaves aren't going anywhere. It smells down here anyways. And, you know, the guards definitely making the rounds on the other decks as opposed to this one. 
Okay. Now, right. just to point out, you do see, uh, you know, a closed wooden door behind sort of, uh, you know, like a, a wooden wall, presumably leading to another area. Again, if it was similar to the, uh, the, the, uh, the Soul Reaver ship, um, that is where there was additional cargo. Uh, back there, you found the turtles that were being kind of, uh, wrapped up in rep webs and that sort of thing. That's kind of where you ended up. <clears throat> okay. And can I see the area where, um, can I access the area that I need to paint? You are going to have to squeeze by and stealth by all these different bodies. And again, as I was saying, it is not easy. It does not look easy because they're so closely bunched together. But then again, they're slaves. They're not seeing you right now because, you know, you're, you're pretty stealthy. Um, but there is some question is, would you be able to get by them without alerting them? <clears throat> and if so, how do you do it? Well, first of all, I have to consider, would they do anything if I, they were alerted? Because they wouldn't know what was happening anyway. And they're probably in pretty rough shape anyway. Um yeah, and, and you can hear them kind of converse a little bit like, what's going to happen to us? I heard terrible things that they're feeding the slaves to some sort of beast that lurks underneath the waters, and it's just for their own amusement and stuff. And like maybe some of them, you know, we might be actual slaves that can kind of help out in the kitchens and stuff, but then, you know... Remember the last group that they all kind of, they, they took of us? Like, they took us out of the, the, the different ones. And basically, anyone who was a dwarf or a gnome, except for these two who were really sick, they got taken off special, and they went off in the last batch. What's that about? Yeah. Well, I'm going to try to sneak by them. Uh, try to tiptoe to the nearest place that I can actually uh, get the paint working and have my panther stay near the entrance uh, there. Okay, so you're going to have to tell me exactly where you want to go in order to do this. Now, you know for sure, and you can even hear the creaking of the water slushing against the side of the boat here. So, you know, you do get a sense that you are close to uh, where the hull is, you know, presumably even below the surface of the water. It, it kind of depends, right? So I need you to tell me where you're going to actually paint the hole and, and where okay, you're going to go specifically. I'll go to the Bow. The bow is the, the front? front? Yes, the front. Okay, so you're going to go over here. All right. Right. Okay, so then luckily there doesn't seem to be anyone over here at this point. And okay. Now, uh, I want you to make, huh, let's say, Theo, what would be a, a skill check that's associated with nautical knowledge and, and understanding of boats like typically that's a that's a tool proficiency right yeah i was gonna say theo would use his nautical tools for that right okay and so in the absence of that survival maybe i would say either survival or maybe just a straight intelligence check okay i'll try the survival okay <clears throat> and uh 
15. 15. Okay, not bad. 16. 16. Okay. So, and Rick, I'm actually going to ask you as a player, okay, so if one were to do this, right, basically put a hole (laughs) at the bottom of the ship so that when it's in a forward motion, water actually goes into it, where would you put that hole? Would it be in the aft or would it be in, in the bow? Well, because my, 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 my educated guess, and again, I am not a nautical person by any means, is that the front of the ship is going to be, especially along the keel, is going to be heavily reinforced. Um, so I wasn't sure that the front would be the right place, but you tell me. Okay, the place where the water would rise easiest and faster below the waterline yeah. would be on either side of the bow. On either side okay. of the bow. Okay, that makes sense. Because, but not the very front, because the the, the, the bow would cut the water, the wave crest rises up behind that. Okay, so for example, right here, right? Yeah. Okay, so so in okay. fact... Yeah, right okay. close to the side. Okay, that's um, perfect. So, so I would say like right here, even where you're standing next to these barrels, like it, let's say if you move the barrels a little bit and you move the sacks, you would be able to kind of paint your thing there. Okay. So I would say you're in a good position to kind of do that. But again, the slaves are kind of everywhere around you. Yeah. Well, I'll try to get a barrel, seeing how heavy it is. I'm not that strong. Okay. Uh, give me a strength. Well, actually, what what is your strength? My strength is, say here... Uh, strength is eight. Okay. Um, give me uh, an athletics check. Athletics check. Okay, that's that, right. And so, uh, and that's uh, 12 plus, 12 minus one is 11. Okay. Um, it is heavy for you to kind of move and it, you put everything into it. And especially because you're trying to be quiet here, it's a little bit difficult, it, but it just takes more time and you manage to kind of move it, uh, the, you know, out of the way, uh, so that you can expose a, a portion of the ship. And I will apply some paint. Okay. So paint. what I want you to do now is to roll, a performance check with advantage. The advantage is so that, you know, based on your training that was provided by Theo, I want to see how well you perform this task. Okay. I normally have a plus two one. That's fine. Okay. You can add that. So that's uh, 11 plus two is 13 plus what I, what I, what I have from uh, Theo. Uh, okay, no, which, which, yeah, that's advantage. So just roll twice, right? So just add, add two to your second roll. So you got 11 plus two, which is 13 for the first. Oh, it's 21%. Okay, so you actually do it, you know, exactly like you remember. It seems to be in a position. And in fact, like the angle that you can kind of see um, you know, you can actually see the, you know, a, a little bit of, of the, the water actually start to flow into that area. Not, you know, at a rapid rate, but because you've got it sort of angled off and then you kind of cover it with a sack in order to kind of, you know, hide the evidence. But 
just as you do that, your senses and your ears kind of prick up. And in fact, you can see the hackles on uh, the panther kind of raise up a little bit. Something is watching you. Hmm. Uh-huh. Now, I do know the one that was actually talking, right? The ones that were talking? The, yep, those were on, they're, they're not on this level. Those no, 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 are, I meant the slaves. Oh, the slaves. Yeah. Oh, no, no, sure. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, these conversations are kind of happening throughout the different groups of, of the slaves. So the ones who are talking, and when I say that, you know, you get a sensation of being watched, you do not think. Actually, tell you what, give me an insight check. Oh, I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> All and, right. And uh, I have an insight plus five. Okay. So I'm going to say this, okay? You instantly, your, your finely tuned senses almost immediately hone in and your instinct sort of directs you not where the slaves are, but just in the darkened area where the, you know, the, the ceiling of, of the deck hits the area near the prow just above these, um, you know, crates. Okay. And you can see glinting in the very faint light that you can see here. Um, uh, the eyes reflected in darkness. Um, sorry, it's not over here. Of, and it looks like, you know, multifaceted insect eyes that are uh, reflecting the light directly into yours. And then you hear, curious. And the voice, it does seem to be chittering and coming from this spider creature, but the words are in elvish, in the drow dialect. What warrior are you doing here? Should you not be on patrol for her grace? Yes, I better go and do that. What is your identity? Your affiliation with the house? Tell me, warrior. What order do you serve? Hers. And I better do that now. No, I don't think so. You know who I am, yes, and why I patrol these nether areas, not only for me to snack if I need, but I do her bidding. Come here. Step closer so that I may see you fully. Okay. Now, this, this creature has uh, seen me with paths without trace on. It does. Yeah. And like you definitely have the magics that are working here. You have the panther who is extending that. And despite this, 
there is something how it has managed to kind of maybe it's not sense your movement maybe it's something else and then you realize how this communication is happening although you were sort of imagining it you know coming from the spidery creature it's not it's actually mind to mind mm-hmm. uh-huh. So this is an interesting creature. Uh, do I know exactly where it is? It's uh, it's it, it sort of exactly in this area that that I have here. So it is above, or I would say, on these kind of crates. Um, you know, kind of uh, very near to the the hull area. So you're no more than ten feet away from it, and it's asking mm-hmm. you to come closer. Uh, and how large is this creature? It's actually pretty big. It's hard to see the whole thing because it is sort of sandwiched in between all of these different crates and stuff like that. But it is bigger than you. It is it is quite large, maybe twice your body length. It is a big creature. Does it resemble a phase spider? Make that I have already fought. You would say that it is. It has similar markings, um, but make a nature check for me, please. Okay. Uh, my nature checks are pretty good. Uh, I rolled a twelve, and nature uh, I have oh, plus zero one. Oh, okay, that's a twelve. Okay, so. You think it has the markings and the look of a, a phase spider, which would explain maybe how it got there, because you know that phase spiders can move in and out of, of, of different locations. But you've never heard of a phase spider speaking to another individual before, to the best of your understanding, they're animals, beasts, right. creatures. So... I'm going to do something different here. Uh, I'm going to cast Snare. Snare is a a spell that takes a long time to cast. It actually, I believe it takes a minute. It could even take 10 minutes. So it's not an instantaneous thing that you could use to trap something. So if you want to begin casting a spell, that's fine. But just to advise you, like Snare is not an instant cast spell. Okay, yeah, you're casting time this minute, you're right. Damn it. Show me your mark, warrior. Bear your breast so I may see your allegiance. Well, I'm pretty good with one mark. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you're going yeah. to attack? It sounds like I'm going to attack. All right. Um, and with that... It's a hunter's mark. Okay, you're going to establish hunter's mark? All right. I tell you what, let's roll initiative. Yeah, and uh, right now my initiative, I have a plus five on. Okay. So that brings it up to a 19. Okay, so you are a 19. Ooh, it actually beats you. It is a 23. Oh, neat. Got something quick to deal with. I do, yeah. Okay, so then that's one, and then two, Kidness. 
And then, you know, as you kind of, you know, bring and snap the energies to mind, you can see this flare of light and almost in your own mind, you feel like the eyes, the eight eyes that are sort of magnified and multiplied in front of you, they seem to look deep into your soul and then you can feel this creature smile. And then we're going to cut to our other scene. All right, so everyone else, we are returning. Having a picnic. Yeah, picnic, exactly. Okay, so I'll let you you guys situate a little bit and let me just, um, you know, retell a little bit of what is going on here. So you find yourself in a large subterranean cavern and basically a submerged lake of which there are two islands in the middle, these kind of areas that are basically connected by these stone bridges. Inside to the northeast appears to be a strange boat but not boat construct of apparently dwarven manufacture and and dwarven design and over in this section over here to the northeast is what appears to be a floating platform of metal and sort of molded kind of coral and organics and extending deep below the surface you can see floating on top there are these kind of tendril uh, tentacles that kind of wave lazily back and forth. But of course, none of this is of immediate concern to you as there is a combat which is going on. As a reminder, Siona is over here, uh, you know, uh, basically, and, and is actually standing at the edge of this kind of water area. And this is a waterfall which is flowing downwards. Splushy the Elemental is there. Uh, it captured inside of Splushy is the Duergar Slave Master, who is slowly beginning to kind of take damage from drowning there. Um, and then uh, Selena is in a field of kind of dark and waving black tentacles that seem to have, um, you know, emerged as a result of a spell cast by one of the Sahagan priests. And uh, she seems to be struggling and is restrained within these black uh, you know, kind of uh, t t t tentacles. Um, of course, and perhaps the most important scene over here, there is um, a face spirit. And um, uh, Theo, just so you're aware, that face spirit has six hit points left. It took considerable damage um, from um, charges from uh, the, the the slave group over here, as well as this Duergar. But then it, it did a, a misty step over here. Turin is kind of flying up in the air. He here is the Blood Tide Warrior, and you can also see, if I zoom in a little bit more carefully, there is this structure here is a gong, okay? And so there is a group of slaves over here, um, another group of slaves on this island section over here, and there's uh, Splushy, of course, okay? So, and uh, I've got the original initiative, so we're going to continue with that. Selena and Edith are first at 21. Edith? What do you guys do? You're raging already. Raging already? Yep. Uh, I'm considering I'm in a swarm of some sort of people. You are right over here. So right next to you is this 
you know, this uh, slave master. And I will remind you that it kind of grew to almost twice its size and it became gigantic. It has been attacking you with some sort of uh, psychic weapon, a dagger of kind of purple mental energy, which when it strikes, it causes incredible pain. And it also used some sort of mental domination on you to control your actions for just one attack, which you actually did to attack Theo and you actually struck him and did quite a bit of damage. Okay, so uh, that's kind of what's going on. This is the group of slaves over here. Lastly, I will uh, remind you, in the other group of slaves over here, um, you remember seeing, and in fact, don't know if she's there, you can see um, a dwarven female who you believe may be your mother in that group. She has not noticed you, but you most definitely notice her. But right now, of course, you're in the middle of combat, so it's a little bit difficult to keep track of that. All right, what do you do? I cast Thunder Smite uh, as bonus action. And I'm going to go wax some people. Okay, yeah. when, you, when you say some people, there's really uh, two uh, main groups of targets here. There's the slave groups over here, okay, this whole kind of group, and there is the Duergar slave master. Those are the immediate ones. The other target I might remind you is the Sahagan over here, who is, uh, you know, rang the gong. But again, Turin was seeming to fly over there, so it depends on what you want to do. Slave master. Okay, slave master. You go up against him. Okay, go ahead. Nineteen. Nineteen will definitely hit. Cool. Uh, and these guys, and those guys are slate, so... Dice. I get to re-roll that. Better, so... Um... So... Eight lightning, six bludgeoning, and... No, sorry, not six. Uh, Twelve bludgeoning, and, um... Seven necrotic. Ooh... So total of twenty seven, yeah. She wasn't doing total. Yeah, because okay, um, I, I, yeah, because if it's tw- if it's twenty seven, like the hammer smacks into him, that explosion of of uh, electricity kind of flows everywhere, and you knock him right out. He's gone. His head Ooh. is like crushed to a pulp. So he is down. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, very nice, very nicely done. So, so yeah, slave master no longer present. Okay, that was your first strike. Now there's this group of slaves in front of you uh, who you can attack, but I, you know, again, it's a question of whether or not you want to do damage to the slaves themselves. Um, is there any other like slave masters that I can undo? Um, you don't see any right now, um, and you're probably not really paying attention. And there was, um, so Siona had used a lightning bolt on other Duergar that were over here. She killed one, and then the other one turned invisible and ran away. So right now, this group of slaves doesn't appear to have a leader or a slave master that is controlling them. But you don't know what they're going to do. Um, I'm going to go to, like, the left side mob and try to find that slave master and lock him. Okay, so, all right. Now, you can jump into the water and you can swim 60 feet because you're really fast, so you could easily come to this area. There is this, you know, giant Duergar here, which seems to be leading the pack. That one's definitely there. And your mother is, like, literally right here. 
Okay, so poof, you dive into the water, and then you know the the the, the cloak of the sea car guard enfurls around you, and you uh, swim powerfully, like leaping out of the water, landing right over here at the edge of this kind of giant creature, and uh, yeah, you could do another attack. Twenty-six. Twenty-six hits. Perfect. Ooh, nice. Um, sixteen points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Um, it cries out, um, but it's not enough to fell the creature, um, and all it seems to be is kind of angered by your attack. Okay, um, Selena. Now, um, Selena is trapped inside of these ones. Um, she could try to resist it, but I really think what she is going to do is she's going to misty step out. So the question, misty step is 30 feet, is that right? Yes. Okay, I think the safest place for her is still here. So she's going to go poof. So she breaks out of that area, which is kind of waving over here, and that uh, is her misty step. Um, can you bonus action any attack cantrips? I don't think so, right? Misty step is a bonus action. It is a bonus action. So she could bonus action misty step, and she could, for example, Eldritch Blast the Spine Thrower. Okay, so uh, can I have uh, uh, how many Eldritch Blasts does a 8th level uh, uh, wizard get? Is that 2? That's 2. We're we're 2 dice now. Okay, 2 dice. Okay, so then uh, one Eldritch Blast, natural 20! And the other one is 9 plus her... um, can someone look up her attack bonus? It's probably something ridiculous, like plus seven or something. It's going to be like Siona's plus seven, so I imagine it's Yeah, it's going to be similar. I think it might even be higher. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to say that she hits with both, and then so I'm going to roll the damage. So the first one... I forgot this one's a little different in that you get multiple beams, not multiple dice. So. Oh, multiple... Oh, Really? Yeah, so you can't just get one shot and you multiple dice as you level up. All right, no, no, you, this one you have multiple shots. Yeah, I, I had, to, I had to, to hit for both. Okay, so the first one is six, which doubles to 12 points of damage because of the critical strike, and then another six. You have a magic magazine? Oh, no, she doesn't. She's not a warlock. Yeah, no, she's not a warlock. Yeah, this is actually just one of her her initial cantrips. So, okay, so that's good. And then I'm just going to do the damage here on this Sahagin. Um, And it's a total of 18. Okay, so the creature cries out in pain as these bolts of arcane energy kind of slam into it, but not enough to kind of take it down. Okay, so that's Selena's action, and she is now out of of this uh, kind of uh, massive writhing tentacles. Okay, it's the slave's turn. Okay, um... The the Duergar said, attack the dwarf! And they basically swarm forward and they apply all their strikes upon you. But then you hear uh, your mother say, uh, uh, Edith? Oh my god, it's Edith by Durgan, is that you? And then she starts struggling against her chains and trying to basically, like, you know, hold it back. And she actually pulls on her chains so that the whole group of the slaves can't fully attack you. And they kind of strike forward. And I am just going to do one roll here. 
Uh, oh, wow. Um, because of your mother's intervention, even though they're swarming everywhere around you and they're trying to land blows, you're also a pretty cunning warrior. And with her intervention, her control, none of them actually hit. And that, you know, you're in the middle of all of them and like, you know, they're basically kind of surrounding you everywhere, but your mother has managed to kind of hold them back so they, they haven't been able to attack effectively. Okay, this group of slaves is like, uh, what, 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 what do we do? Um, um, where, where do we go? Uh, and then you hear Turin while you're in the air, you hear a dra- dragonborn voice speak in dragonborn to you and say, Captain, is that you? And these, these slaves are basically, they're not even sure what to do. They realize like they're not surrounded by their kind of commanding, uh, you know, uh, slave lords or anything, but you know, they've been slaves for such a long time that they don't really know what to do. So they're basically kind of almost in the state of indecision. That's what the slaves do. Okay. Now the next in order is the priest. Okay. And she begins gathering some sort of arcane, uh, you know, ability or energy around her. And then you hear this gathering of like crackling of storm and thunder and the waves kind of boiling around the water. And all of a sudden, this massive, terrible, almost psychic scream that just echoes directly into your brain is this kind of, you know, powerful voice. And you remember hearing something similar when you were in the presence of the Kraken when it attacked, when it attacked your ship. And this scream of primordial energy, does anyone understand primordial, abyssal, or infernal? I'm just a dwarf. <laughs> okay, if you don't understand it, it is like a powerful rumble of earth grinding against stone against metal. And it's like... And it is so loud and it's in your head. And it, you know, it's like this wave of power and anger and ferocity and energy that just washes all over you. I need each and every one of you to make a saving throw. I'm going to confirm which one it is. Um, do, 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 do. Hypnos actually understands Primordial, but she's not there. Yeah, she is not there. I don't know if like strength or something. It is a charisma saving throw. Now I want to check something with, um, and everyone within the chamber, you absolutely can hear this. And again, it is part physical and it's part psychic as well. Turin, um, you have any immunities? I think you're immune to charm, disease. He has uh, advantage on cold attacks. How about fear? And fear? No, not yet. All right. So, just need you guys to make uh, saving throws, please. Uh, so, Theo has a 13 and Selena has... Uh, Siona? Siona sorry, has 11. 11. Siona has 11. Okay. Understand. Um, turn makes it at 17. 17. Okay. 
Edith, how about you? Seven. Seven. Okay. Uh, and Turin, you made it. Kitness, you're not there. And um, can someone roll for Selena, please? Sure. I have to go to her uh, D&D Beyond thing. So if someone can look that up in the in, in the, the interim. Now, you needed to succeed on, on DC 14. So Edith, Siona, and uh, Theo all fail theirs. And uh, I think we're going to... 16 total. Uh, so, uh, so, so Selena is 16, so uh, Selena passes, okay? And all of you are frightened, okay? Which means upon your turn, you have to move away from the source of the fear, which is this blood type priestess over here. And basically, uh, you, uh, have to move away, okay? So, uh, you can make a saving, uh, t- uh, uh, t- uh, throw at the end of your turn. Um, you know, to, to, to try and resist it or whatever. And I know there's other ways to kind of counter. Um, and then Selena seems to be okay with it. Okay. So then that's what the priest does. And now the slave master who is inside Splooshy, it is going to try and break the grapple. Uh, it does successfully. It rolls 18 plus its strength modifier. So it manages to actually kick out of, uh, you know, this, this creature over here. And then, um, let me see what it is going to do. So that is its action. I think that's all it can do. Um, it is going to try and move away to come over this side, but it, it can't swim very fast. So 5, 10, 15, it's moving near to where Edith is going to be, but it will take an attack of opportunity and then the elemental hits. Can someone tell me uh, damage from an, a water elemental strike where I can look it up? Sorry, I, I don't have her character sheet here. Uh, Pardon me, I, I have a couple tabs open. No, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, water elemental hits with, what is it? Uh, actions. Slam attack. Uh, 2d8 plus 4. That's actually quite a bit of damage. Okay, so 2d8. So 7, 11, plus 4, 15 points of damage. Will that be enough to take it down? Let's see. Okay, clock. Oh my gosh. Um, it's foolishness in trying to get away from the creature that was drowning it. It slaps it, and basically its body like sinks into the waves and does not uh, reappear. So it just got slapped down really hard. Okay, so that was kind of splooshy and uh, attack of opportunity. That's a slave master. Theo, your go. Remember, you are frightened and need to move okay, away. Okay, so you're saying I'm frightened. You are. And I'm forced to move away from it? You must move away. Oh, um, let's look at... Because does not have that ability, but it's often paired with that. Yeah, so so let's let's take a look specifically. Let me see what it says. Okay. Be afraid means you can't move closer and... All attacks have disadvantage. Yeah, that, that it's it's going to be something like that. You're right. So let right? let, let me just double check. It, it can be paired with the and you must move away. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yep. No. No. That, that that's fair enough. Okay. So let me just double check this. Voice thunderous thing. Voice of the kraken. A frightened creatures. 
of the priest's choice that can hear the words spoken in abyssal infernal primordial must succeed or be frightened for one minute. Frightened has disadvantage in ability checks and attack rolls by the source of its fear within line of sight. The creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. So you're right. It, you don't have forced movement away from it, but you are imposed with that disadvantage and you can't move closer to the creature. So that's fair. And the creature that one way at the back there? Yeah, the one way at the back here. So just uh, so you know, uh, Edith actually uh, slew the Duergar master over okay. here. She slapped this Duergar here. Um, her mother seems to be in the group of slaves and this prevented the slaves from attacking successfully. Mm-hmm. There's the other Duergar. You know, she is see. quite far. So over here, this is 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 70. Uh, five feet. Oh. So Splushy did an attack of opportunity okay. and killed it. All right. Uh, you Misty stepped out of this effect over here. Okay. And uh, you also uh, the the priestess did some sort of fear blast thing. Okay. And Theo, Edith, and Siona failed their their. And uh, I did not. You did not. You were fine. Okay. Okay. So we're now back in action. And Kitness also uh, attacks. So what's left? Uh, so there's this group of slaves over here. Yeah, but what about the bad guys? Well, uh, the bad guys, there is still a shard blade there. There's another one here. There seems to be another creature here. There's okay. this one up against near the, the gong. gong. And there's probably some other creatures throughout. Okay. Okay. So I used a Misty Step? Use a Misty Step and Eldritch Blast. Okay, Eldritch Blast doesn't matter. Kinnis, can you tell me what you rolled again uh, for initiative? Sorry, I'm just going to add you to my, my my main sheet here. 19. 19, okay, good. Oh, was, was, was Kitness successful in putting the hole in? Uh, yes, but there's been complications. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do I get to know what those you complications will. are? All right. All right, yeah, no, 75 feet is a long way. It is far, and it's also through water. And, uh, you know, although you can swim, um, you just go have your, your normal movement. I can't move closer. I'm afraid. That's true. Did I use a spell that I don't actually have? Oh, so you didn't have Misty Step? I don't seem to have I am positive in the past you've used Misty Step. Yes, I have, but I don't. Oh, no, I do have it. There it is. Okay. So, yeah, if you can cast that. Yeah, that's fine. I was just missing it. All right. Sorry. That was just paper keeping on D&D Beyond. All right. Go ahead, Theo. What are you doing? Well, I guess I'm staying put, and uh, the other slave master can make a uh, wisdom saving throw. The other slave master is dead. You're talking about this, the Duergar? Okay, wisdom saving throw for the Duergar, fine. Uh, Seven, it fails. Seven, it fails. Uh, It's going to take some damage here. 2d8 necrotic and... Nice. The new feature, I got leveled up here. I got this up here, bro. So you made me free, and all of a sudden, everything I thought I was going to do, I'm not. <laughs> Sorry to mess with your plans. Uh, normally, I'm more prepared. Uh, I get to add some radiant. I just don't know what the diet is. Uh, this is what radiant smite. Oh, and a D8 radiant. D8 radiant. Oh, it's your additional. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess purple radiant. No, no, steel diet radiant. Uh, so that is two radiant. Uh huh. And seven necrotic. Oh my god! All right. Um, and then I would hazard to say 
Then moving over to the one. No, you know what? Phil's Phil, not moving anymore. You're not moving? Okay. And All right. I don't think you care for bonus actions at this time. Okay. And you really messed me up here, Mr. DM. Thank you very much. All right. Now. Um, you know, so this, um, and, and sorry, what was it that you were using to do the damage on the doer guard? Uh, oh, toll the dead. So, yeah, and all of a sudden it drops to a seat. Then not only was it struck really hard by Edith's thing, like you can almost see like his, you know, holding its head and it's like, here's this noise and then its eyes kind of roll back. And it basically sinks beneath the water. So again, it's like a little crystal bell. Like, like yeah, 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 crazy. absolutely. Little, like you know those little like dinner chimes, like the dinner chimes. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh, my death is coming, and then it it, it just dies from fright. <laughs> <laughs> dies from fright. <laughs> okay, Theo, that's your go. And you take a wisdom save at the end of my turn. You can make a wisdom charisma save at the end of your turn. Yes, please. Uh, well, that's better. That is seventeen. Okay, you managed to break the fear effect. It no longer has uh, fear. Yeah, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Turin, your go. You are flying over here. You just heard voices from within the, you know, the horde of slaves of, of some, uh, you know, you think a dragonborn speaking your language saying, Captain Turin, is that you? Uh, first, he's gonna he's gonna say yes, and then he's gonna do a compelled duel with Ooh. the guy going for the gong. Oh, I love that. Okay, what do I have to do for a compelled duel for, as a save? You have to roll fifteen or better on wisdom. Wisdom. Okay, unlikely. Now, no one has hit this guy before. No. Yeah, he, he's he's fine. Okay, so nobody's been um, close enough. That's, that's right. Okay, so, uh, and of course I don't have my saving throw set up over here. So, wisdom plus one. 18 plus one, baby. 19. Uh, yeah, and you know what? It's almost like it seems to be acting out of desperation and fear, and it raises back like the, the, the mallet for the gong, and it looks like it's going to go in for another strike. It's almost like its focus, you know, is managing to break through that compulsion. All right, what else do you do? I move up to attack and engage it. Okay, so 5, 10, 15, 20. Uh, so you've got 20 feet. Now, you're 30 feet up. Giant 20 feet. I drop down. Can I drop down completely down to the ground? Uh, so your total movement, you just move 5, 10, 20. So you have another 10 feet of movement. If you're 30 feet up, you can come down, uh, 10. So you're going to be still 20 feet up. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch you over here to Turin flying 20. Did he go down as he's going over? True. Yeah, we generally count the angles on a flat grade. I don't know why we do it on All right. All right. Can we say that he's like 10 feet up? That makes sense? He'd be landed anyway. He'd be landed? Yeah, that's he would have All right, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. We can do that. Okay, so turn you down here. Yeah, there you go. Ah! <laughs> okay, but you did your action with the com- uh, with the compelled duel, right? Unless that's a bonus action? That's a bonus action. Oh, very nice. So you, you could do your movement and you could do an attack. Let me just mark on the spell here. Yep. That sucks. Okay. Room for attack here. Mm-hmm. Did he already hit the gong the first time? That was last turn. He hasn't gone yet. 
Okay. okay. All, All right. right. I'm going to have to throw everything at him. Yeah, I didn't want to move you into the water. I didn't want to move you c- closer this way, so I just basically moved you out of the tentacles. And is that sorceress within 240 feet? Yeah. Okay, what's happening, Turin? Well, will a nine hit him? A nine does not. <laughs> a nine? It does not hit. does not hit. Yeah. Terrible. I'm going to for the second time. Holy cow. <laughs> wow, my rolls are just terrible. Ten? No, he's not going to make it. Holy no. Crap, I can't believe yeah, it. and like, again, it's a little bit of desperation on his side, and he's just like, I gotta hit the gog, I gotta hit the other and he just dodges out wait, of the way. Now, now, wait, am I at his rear, so would I be rolling for advantage? No, you can only have that advantage if you have uh, flanked the person, so you have to have at least another person, um, and okay. uh, you know, there. Gotcha. So yeah, you have to kind of outnumber in order to actually create that flanking. Nice try. Okay, God. All right. One and a two. Wow, so much for the shining paladin, huh? <laughs> All like, right. How did you manage? Siona. Uh, it's your go, and, and as a as a reminder, you do have the face spirit under your control, so you can use that to do stuff. And then uh, you are also afflicted uh, uh, afflicted by fear, so you cannot get closer to the blood tide priestess over here. Right. Um, so I have a quick question. Yep. Can I see? Like, if I'm down at the bottom of the water, like if Siona's down at the bottom of the waterfall. Yep. Can she see? Can, can she see this actual person? I would say yes. This is a very slight waterfall. It's not like a Niagara Falls or anything. It's actually just almost like a slight incline. Okay. Well, then I guess she is moving forward. Uh, so from that angle, I guess all she sees is the door guard. Well, I would remind you here, here's a, a rapidly approaching Sahagin. Here's another one. There's another one in over here too. So, and you know, there's different groups. Okay. So then I think we're looking at, uh, Tasha's hideous laughter on whatever Sahagin is closest to her. I would say that's this one over here to your right. So that's a wisdom saving throw. And sorry, I, I'm going to ask, actually think, um, I don't know if counter charm might work to counter fear. It does, I believe. So that might be something that she you might choose to do. Like maybe just read that to see if, oh. that's, a, if that's a thing. In other words, go and read some features and abilities very quick here. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, and I just want to make sure that she's fully utilizing her bardic abilities. If she was already playing it, Ah. Then, uh, as an action, she can start playing it, and everyone gets advantage on the saving throws for being frightened of charm. So, that's something that you could potentially uh, pull off. Because remember, Edith is also afflicted by by the fear. Uh, is Edith within 30 feet? Uh, no, I don't think no. so. Oh, well, Sorry. Maybe, but for now, she's going to. Uh, Tasha's? Is she, no, she's not afflicted by the fear. No, she is. She is. She cannot move forward. She's going to use charm as her action. Okay. Because uh, that's like... Uh, and as her... Uh, and she's going to give a bard inspiration die... Is Edith within 60 feet? Yes. Edith have a bard inspiration. <laughs> okay, there you go. How I think so. That's right. Okay, so then that's good. Splooshy. Uh, Splooshy's turn. Now, oh, 
Um, so Spooshy's obviously here, (laughs) um, you know, and there, there are attackers over here. There are this group of slaves there. It's uh, really where you want to go. And obviously it's a water elemental. You could probably reach any of Is the guy still in him or he is? He's dead. He's dead. He actually broke out and then, uh, he got hit by, uh, Edith and then, um, yeah, no, he got hit by Splooshy uh, as he ran away. Splooshy got hit by Splooshy? No, 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 no. The slave master dude tried moving to a different position and he got hit and he got hit so hard that he actually fell underneath the water. Okay, so go ahead, Splooshy. Okay, so Splooshy is going to go for this guy because I think I want to get him towards the priestess, but he's going to go for this guy. Okay. Um. So... I'm going to see if I can recharge my whelm first. Sure. And I did. Okay. okay. So we're going to do a whelm. Now, I will remind you that whelm can drown creatures, but Sahagin can breathe underwater. Well, that's fine, okay. but he still has to... Understand. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just letting you know. It just makes him... Okay. So I'm going to see if I hit first. Okay. Okay. Uh... So it's gonna have to make a DC fifteen saving throw. DC saving throw. What? What? What stat? Um, strength. Strength. Okay. So it's got a plus one to strength. Eighteen plus one. It saves. It is not pulled in by the well. Plus seven. So that would be a twenty-three to hit. Okay, and, and this is what in addition to the well. The well is uh, to you get have to it, hit I first. have to hit first. Okay. So all right. So do do the damage. Okay. Because I still do damage. Understand. Sorry, I thought it was an instant effect. Yeah, no, no, no. Each creature in the elemental space must make a DC 15 strength saving throw on a failure. A target takes... Did he fail or... He passed. He passed? Okay. If it is large or small... Oh, no, so I didn't need to roll. Okay, right. it is also grappled. So I do 2d8 plus 4 of damage and he takes half of that. Okay, so tell me the then 2d8 plus 4. Yeah, so that's 18. 18. So 9. 9. Okay. Yeah, so I, I mean, it's struggling. You know, it's definitely a powerful elemental creature, but it's by no means like significantly weakened it at all. It's it's just, you know, thrashing about, ah, inflamed by the bloodlust. Okay, that's Splooshy. Uh, there are no more Durgar except for the invisible one who is moving. And then now the Blood Tide Sahagin. All right, so this one uh, who is up in contact with Turin strikes the gong again. And it's like, you know, very loud and it's echoing everywhere throughout the corridor. Okay. Now, um, this Sahagin basically, is Siona wounded? That's a good question. Uh, it says no, no, not wounded at all. Oh, okay. Siona's wounded. Now you hear the blood tide priestess yell out something in Sahagan, and basically the blood tide over here um, dives or starts running 5, 10, 15, 20. And actually, instead of attacking, a little bit of surprise, instead of attacking Siona, tries to attack Selena. Um, and this one actually um, stays put and fires her weapon into Selena as well. This one is going to attack that one hit. And there is another uh, shard blade over here who goes over and begins running towards this gong. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. There's another gong. Uh, that's another gong. And he hits the gong too. Boom! Okay. 
Uh, so against uh, Selena, the two are attacking. Are you wounded? Yes. You are. Okay, and that's better because uh, you can smell the blood on you, so it definitely wants to attack. And, okay. Blood frenzy, and it attacks you with its bite. Um, advantage. Does 11 hit? No. no. 16. Okay. 16. Then claws try to hit you. 10 and an advantage. 24 for a critical. Oh, no. And you take uh, 8 points. Of slashing damage. Okay. And I need you to make a constitution save. And remember, because you've taken damage, is also you need to maintain your concentration. So tell me which one you're doing first. Okay, well, I'll do my constitution save, which would be a failure. Failure? Okay. Poison seeps into your body, and you take... Oh, that's the lamest. Six points of venom damage. Okay, but I passed my concentration. You passed your concentration. Okay, that's good. All right, so you so manage six points. Six points. So you manage to kind of maintain that, and it continues to attack you. This one, and then this one over here. Um, again, not you know, almost like ignoring Siona fires its uh, spine thrower into you, and it will attack. Oh, you mean I'm being attacked again? But by this one over here. So this one is the one physically attacking you, and this is the one attacking you over here. This one, twenty-three to hit, not at advantage. Does it hit? What do you think? Okay, I'm a wizard. <laughs> uh, you take five points of piercing damage, and once again, saving throw constitution, please. 12? 12 is not enough, unfortunately. So, first, did you did I already tell you how much damage you took? Yeah, for poison for the first one, six. Yeah, but but for this hit. Okay, so then you take uh, oh, no, I did. I did? Okay. Didn't so you? Yeah, because I'm at 18 hit points. Oh, okay, alright. Okay, so then you take uh, damage from the venom, you take eleven points of, of uh venom. Okay, and you are slowed. Okay, so that is its attack, and then um, it actually has two spine throwers, so it's going to try hitting again. It misses with the second one. Okay, those are all the attacks on you. This one attacks Splooshy, um, and Splooshy's not wounded, uh, so it's just going to attack normally. 23 to hit, I think that hits. And 24 to hit. So two hits, I think that will both both hit. Okay, so three points and then seven points total of 10. Can Splooshy uh, make... Uh, is it immune to poison? Splooshy? I think so. I'm pretty sure it's immune to poison. Just double check. Uh, damage, resistances, acid, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magic. Ah, not immune to poison. Damage, immunities, poison. Okay, well, there it goes. Okay, so it's completely oblivious <laughs> to the poison. In fact, sorry, one more thing. This Warforge starts clanking over in this direction, kind of moving up and charging up. Okay, so that is what happens over here. That one rings the gong. That one has rung another gong. That is the end of the turn. Okay, back in the drow ship. Faced, uh, you know, uh, with you here, um, is this kind of giant, you know, presumably phase spider that spe seems to be speaking directly into your mind. And then, um, its, uh, insectoid voice kind of whispers to you. And so just two seconds here. 
I'm starting to develop a real animosity with spiders. <laughs> okay. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, please. That was on natural 20. You got a natural 20? Okay. So, you know, you can hear the whispering of these, like, web-like strands in your mind, but you brush them aside, and whatever kind of, you know, effect you seem to have resisted entirely. And then you, you, you feel the spider kind of scuttle back a little bit into the darkness, and it actually moves away from your position and takes cover underneath some of the... Um, uh, some of the, uh, the, the, the the boxes and barrels, okay? So it's considered to be in partial cover. All right. Uh, your partial cover for someone who's a dreadhead. That is true. That uh, is very true. There's uh, a hunter's mark on it. Understand. Okay. Um, and what we're going to do is, is, so I've added you to the broader combat in terms of the initiative. So the, 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 this, this kind of spider creature is going to go. I guess we can really just skip ahead to you. So tell me what you're doing. You were going to do a hunter's mark on it. Yeah. And uh, uh, hunter's mark, I'm going to do on it. I'm skipping back and going to the... the Red ambush remote and oh, like firing, firing, firing. Okay. Firing. And first roll is uh, 21, 22. Twenty-two will definitely hit. Okay. Uh, and damage on that would be see this check just. Want to get right? I always blow them up. Okay. Action. That's right. One die eight plus five. Plus one to the next pair. Okay. So that's the first one is eight plus five is thirteen plus the next fourteen. Okay, so total fourteen? Yes. First okay. shot. Yep. Second shot. Uh, is an 18 gonna hit? An 18 does hit. Okay. Uh, for another uh, nine, 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage, okay. So both of these and, arrows. And, and a, th- a third attack? Yep. Okay. This is my first one. 18 plus 10 uh, plus 1 is 29. And that's uh, another 11 points damage. Okay. Uh, so I got the 11 points damage over here. Okay, so as each of the arrows kind of plunge into the, the, the spider's form, each of the wounds begins leaking almost like a yellow, oozy candle wax kind of thing that begins flowing from the wounds and dripping onto the floor kind of next to it. Um, you know, and so it's, di- I mean, you if, if it were a, a, like a real spider for sure, like it'd be bleeding profusely. But again, this isn't kind of blood. This is almost like there's part of its its form, the liquid that forms inside of it, that's like melting into a puddle of wax next to it. Okay, uh, those are your uh, turns. Wait, 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 yep. Not quite. I also have the puma. Ah, yes. 
Go ahead for that. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, the pupa will also, uh, the pupa will actually try to see, to strain again, to see if you break one of the chains for the uh, slaves. Okay. Uh, now, all right. You know, so that's it, fine. It, and is it, would it also be possible for me to do a little, uh, what is it called now? The action would be to, uh, I do have that ability. I don't know if that's. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking by, by observing a creature, you would, you know, get to learn some information about it. It's your obviator yeah. ability. Yeah. You'll have to yeah. kind of look at that up. Um, I'm not sure if that takes an action. I would presume so. It's typically a non-combat action. But but take it's a take. It's a bonus action. Oh, it's a bonus action. Now I thought you were using bonus action to give you the hunter's mark. Oh right. Okay, so we'll do that next time. Okay, it's that's a bonus fine. action to command your puma. Oh. No, Better I check pledge. check that on the magic item. That might be true. I think yeah. Because you could tell it what to do, but that probably is the bonus action. Okay. Okay, the human. Friendly to me, understands your language, obeys spoken commands. If you issue no commands, the creature defends itself and takes no other action. Okay. So, I'm, I'm, yeah. so I'll have it take no other action then. That's fine. Okay. All right. That's cool. All right. So, I mean, it kind of, you know, uh, hisses menacingly and you can see that, the, you know, the spikes of its hair kind of go up. All right. So we return to uh, the cavern over here, Selena and Edith. Uh, Edith, remember, at the end of your turn, you can make a saving throw. Okay. Is anyone I can, like, you know, not slaves, anyone I can hit without, you know, not being able to... Uh, so, I mean, you could move laterally as long as you don't get closer over here. But again, there don't seem to be any enemies in this particular group. But there's the one by the There's top. the one over here. And there are definitely these uh, creatures that are attacking uh, C C Selena and Siona. Okay, I'm going to go um, to the archer dude person. Okay. Okay, and you just leap into the water again, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, uh, 30, up over there, and you kind of emerge and you can attack. Yeah, go ahead. Perfect. Um, bonus action, Thunder Smite. Yep. Yeah. And we're going to go back in. Excellent. You've been easy. Watch that, buddy. 23. 23 will hit. Perfect. All these dice. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Two for the spike, two for the whatever, no problem. Uh, wow. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Sixteen. So, seven necrotic. Uh, Sixteen lightning and twelve lightning. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm going to have you <laughs> repeat that again. Um, yep. 16 bludgeoning. <laughs> 16, yep. 12 lightning. 12 lightning. Wow. <laughs> like the hammer just carves, like knocks the head off like the melon. Um, and like, you know, like the necrotic energy and the lightning kind of swirl around each other. There's this a huge like lightning explosion. <laughs> 
And the creature's head just lops off. It's gone. Wow, Edith, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Which one are you going to do? The melee dude. Uh, Oh, over here. Okay, so now uh, let me see. You were over here. So 5, 10, 15, 20. uh, It was 30, right? So yeah, you could even move further. Okay, so another 5, 10, 15, 20. Oh my God, you're there. And you could even... Can you do... Attack, move, attack. I think you can. No reason really why you wouldn't be. Yep. All right. Wow. That is, that's crazy. (laughs) No problem. Uh, Oof. I I only have one hit. It's about 14. 14 just hits. Just hits. Nice. Should we roll you into, I guess, better? Um, 11 points of bludgeoning. Okay. This time, not enough to kind of take it down. uh, And, you know, it's it's clearly angered by your strike. Okay. Um, At the end of your turn, when you make your saving throw, because you ended within 30 feet of Siona, you get advantage on the That's true. Very nice. Okay, advantage. She spent her action to, like, play some music. Exactly. Um, What's your crimson bonfire? Plus three. Oh, then you got it. Fifteen. That passes. Okay, the fear kind of is shaken off, and in that spell is countered by you know the the magic that's coming out of uh, uh, Siona's liar. Okay, excellent. Okay, I so the same guy. <laughs> okay, but she's way across the other side now. Selena, you're over here. Yep. Clearly, that this is one attacking you in melee combat, mm-hmm. so you're directly in so that. So what fight. I want to do is dimension door inside of of Spooshy. Dimension door. Wow. Yes. Okay. Now you can take another person with you. True. I will grab Sienna, and we will dimension door into Sploochie. Boof! Okay. (laughs) All right, so that is a cool move. And then I am going to use my bonus action to use a potion of superior healing. Very nice. I'm going to give you inspiration for that, because that's really actually pretty awesome. Okay, so... All right, well, they're gone. Oh, that's very nice. Okay. So the slaves are kind of milling about in confusion. And again, you know, without anybody to kind of command them to, to, to do anything. But um, Dara Amberstone, who is uh, Edith's mom, starts actually like hammering at one, one of the chains to see whether or not she can kind of break it. But she is just too weak. And she's like, Edith, help us. Um, and then the other ones over here are, 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 they're just, let me see what they do. Yeah, they are just, they don't know what to do. They're just kind of like so used to just being ordered around. They're just not sure. Um, but this one, uh, Dragonborn, he actually kind of runs, Captain, uh, well, what do we do? Um, that's them. We did Kitness, then the priest. Okay, now the priestess begins muttering some sort of incantation. Are you within sixty feet? I don't think so. Okay, then you, then you are an a oh maybe, uh ten, twenty, thirty, 
40, 50, 60. You are just oh, out. <laughs> so you are not able to, to counter. Okay. All of a sudden there is this rushing water and the level of the lake begins rapidly filling and raising such to the point that now all these areas where there is like land and stuff like that is engulfed with 20 feet of water. It is a prodigious amount of water that's just raised into the area. And now the sleighs are panicking because they feel that they're being dragged below the waves. They can't breathe the water. Um, you know, some of them are just thrashing about and the rest of you, you can breathe the water, but of course you are now completely submerged. Okay. Understand you're inside Splushy. Okay, so that's what's happening with the priest. Slave master is dead. Theo, you're you're go. You are no longer held by fear. What do you do? All right. Um. Not to run the flow here. Can I recon something from Siona that I did last turn? Sure. Maybe. Tell me what it is. Maybe. Right. Uh, like, like. Oh, the Fae. And the Fae, right? I think uh, she would not have dropped. Concentration on the Fae just to do a hideous laughter. She probably would have done uh, more like a vicious mockery, which is similar to save, so it would have been a similar path. That's fine. I'm good with that. You can go with that? Right. Yep. I appreciate you. You're a generous DM. <laughs> uh, but what Theo's going to do. Yes, but, is, uh, but there's been three. To, there's, been three there's been three rings of the bell. So we'll see just how generous I am. Yeah, well, Theo's ignoring it now. Uh, okay. Theo has his own belt ring. Yeah, Theo's yeah, yeah. going to run towards the, uh, uh, all, all 30 feet of his loop, towards Oof. the mage. All right. Um, now, as he, does, as he passes by the slaves, he is going to yell, fight for your freedom! <laughs> okay, good. Now, you're effectively not able to run anymore. You have to swim, but I know you have a swim speed, so that's okay. So you want to dash? Uh, no, I just, just wanted to use my 30 movement. Okay, so that was, sorry, you were over here. 5, 10, uh, 15, 20, 25, 30. So that brings you over here. Perfect. So, so that, that brings me within range to, um, to, to, to really let this mage know what's coming as, uh, as I told the future being, you know, the dead. Okay, fine. Now, it is not injured, so it won't take full damage if, if it makes a save or whatever, or doesn't make a save. Uh, it's D8 instead of D12. So the last time I rolled D8 as well, and I forgot that it goes up. Okay. So did it make a save? Uh, uh, save for, is it Wisdom? It is Wisdom. Wisdom has a plus two. Oh, natural one. It fails. Okay. All right. Bong. So, yeah, a little bit of fear kind of, you know, passes it in its eyes. Uh, you can have uh, five radiant yeah. and eleven necrotic as he hears a little like dinner bell chime, <laughs> little crystal bell. It's like whiskas. <laughs> okay, that's Theo. All right, that's cool. Um, yeah, not enough to really significantly impact what it's doing, but yeah, it did take some damage. Well, if it's concentrating on a spell, it needs to make oh, a... Oh, uh, good point. Okay, concentration, which has a plus three. Oh, my God. Nope, seven plus three is ten, which is more than half of the damage that it took, so it maintains concentration. Yeah, okay. All right, that's and Theo. Very good. Uh, Turin. 
Turner, who can't seem to hit anything. Uh, let me see. He's going to try to hit this guy two more times. Now, you are underneath the water. You do not have a swim speed. And your weapon is a slashing weapon because it's a great sword. So you attack with disadvantage. Just what Turin needs. Just right what Turin needs. <laughs> That's right. It says they're rolling ones and twos. Uh, oh, my God. All right. Um... I love water. <laughs> Who put us in the water? Was that the priest? Yeah. This whole campaign is a water campaign. Let's be clear. <laughs> but it was the priestess, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, it is the priestess that's used control water to, to elevate like 20 feet of water all around. Kill the priest. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm trying to kill this guy. Okay, try. Uh-huh. All right. There's a 14 hit. Um, 14 does hit, yes. It needs to be 25 feet deep. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> so you can't do yeah, the world. Yeah, literally board. can't do the world. <laughs> well, no, it was more to flood the area, but whatever. Okay, fine. Okay, 37 points of damage. Ouch! Okay. Smite, radiant damage from his radiant self, and then, um, his, um, can't say it. What am I trying to say? <laughs> Divine smite. Divine oh smite. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> Does he drop? He drops. Yeah, you just like carve right through him, and you know, like almost like two sides of his body fall in half. He's gone. He can't ring that bell anymore. Okay, that mission accomplished. Anything else? You hadn't done any other movement. Sure, I am move over to the other gonger. Okay. Now you have to swim, so half movement, so it's going to be 5, 10, 15 only. That's as far as you can go. Okay? That's fine. All right. That was Turin. Siona. Siona's in Splushy. Right. Okay. (laughs) What do you want to do, Siona? Anything? You're just going to stay inside of Splushy until an opportune moment? (laughs) She can attack from Splushy. She could. I'm on mute. I'm sorry. That, that, that helps a lot. Um, so I think Flushy can only hold one creature at a time, right? So I imagine Siona's besides. No, it's two. actually two. two. Oh, can hold two. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have to break free to move get out of here? Uh, I would say that it's, it's you're a willing creature, so yeah, you could leave it if you wanted to. I put her there to protect her. Yeah. I now, I will say, like, the water has risen 20 feet, which is like, you know, almost a, uh, like, a, a full deep end swimming pool type of thing. So these, uh, these, these, uh, slaves who are held down by chains are starting to yeah. struggle mm-hmm. violently. Mm-hmm. I've got a plan. Don't worry. All right. Uh, does Siona have a, a swim speed? Can she make it to them? She does not have a swim speed, but she could she could move there, and I think yeah, it's within fifteen feet. She could get there, yeah. Okay, uh, she's gonna try to pick the locks. Okay, that's cool. Uh, and uh, and as a bonus action, uh, how far is the face here from the second gong person? Second gong person's pretty far, so 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 55-ish. That's close enough. 
Because it flies, right? Yep. So, so it's, it's going to fly. Can't fly through water. But she, she was, was flying, flying already. Right? I know, but that was before the entire cavern. Yeah, you know what? You could fly. I, I, I would say she it's fine. She, you, you can, she could fly higher than that. So I, I think you know, I'll give that to you. That's okay. Okay. So uh, just basically like, like to fly, fly far enough then to be able to, to, to face at 30 feet right okay. at the... Got uh, it. At the, the gong person. person. Okay, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, boom, 50. Boom. Okay, yeah, you're you're right there. All right. And now that uh, getting a uh, uh, wisdom saving throw, calculating the DC here. Okay. Oh, it's my own spell saving DC. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, you guys are high level now. Uh, so, so what did you get? Uh, sorry, uh, what, what's, what am I saving against? Uh, wisdom? wisdom saving throw? Wisdom saving throw. What's my d20? It this one. This one's really good. 13 plus. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, plus zero. Plus one. Plus negative one. No, plus one. 14. That's, That's not good enough. enough. This uh, Sagan guy, whatever, is charmed. Ooh. Okay, that's cool. Right? Oh, and it's going to be like... Uh, uh, so, so the next step of the charm is a bonus action. So okay. the face here is going to command them to uh, go down the hallway and say... Uh, no danger. False alarm. False alarm. <laughs> Nothing happening. Like, uh, uh, a slave tried to break free. We got under control. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so it just kind of goes down. do 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 that's awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. I don't know if you guys are going to believe a false alarm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, it's slain got free and we got under control. I think something to the line. Right. And um, I would give inspiration, but she already had a point, so. I don't, but I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, you don't? Okay. Siona doesn't. Siona. Yeah. Okay. When did well, she use a point for Siona? It's a point. It, it really is a point for, for Siona. Yeah. But it should okay. be a point for yeah. Daryl. <laughs> you know, it, well, I tell you what, Theo, you're the one who came up with it, so you take it. You can apply it to either of, of the folks, right? So. Thank you. <clears throat> okay, cool. All right. Uh, wow, that's a good one. Okay, so then Splooshy. Oh, Splooshy's going to attack the guy who's next to him. Okay. Um, oh, wait, wait, did, did, did Siona pick the lock properly? Uh, okay, so give me a sleight of hand check unless you've got Thief's Tool proficiency. Uh, knowing her, she just might because okay. she's no, a lore no bard. Tools. Yeah, she's a lore bard, though. If you have these uh, tools, yeah, no these tools, but that's okay. a fifteen plus. Slide of hands are the good. You manage. You manage to pick the lock of of let's hey, say, say hey, this first one here. So you've released this one, this kind of lizard. And actually, the lizard can breathe underwater, so it's not kind of struggling quite so much as some of the other ones are. But but still, it is free now, and it starts to kick towards the surface. Okay, that's great. <clears throat> now, the other ones are still attached to you know other chains, right? And so it's all kind of wrapped up. You, you effectively have to get them all out. Um, but yeah, uh, you've managed to... I thought someone was going to pick the lock of someone who would actually be drowning here. Uh, a little bit far uh, for her to do that. Normally, yeah, she can only reach chains. They all have a chain passing through uh, a lake. I agree. 
Jeez, so what? Once you've picked one, you can take the whole link out, and then you effectively will free them all. But it might exactly. take a, it might take a couple of turns to work through yeah. that. But yeah, that's effectively what I was seeing as well. That's a great point. Okay, so Splooshy, you're attacking the uh, the Sahagan. Yes. So I'm not going to try and whelm it. So okay. I'm just going to do the Normal regular attack. attack. Got it. So that's a D20 plus seven. Come on, twenty three. That hits. So two D eight. Plus four, so fourteen points of damage. Fourteen points. Okay, it's like hanging on to you know dear life type of thing. Oh, and it gets two attacks. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seventeen. Yep. So this will probably kill it. It's dead. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now there's a hogging down. Okay, you want to do any other movement? Oh, Lucy wants to start walking towards the sorceress. Okay. Um, He has a swim speed of. I think it's 80 feet. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And I guess he brings Selena with him. Okay. So. 5, 10, 15, 20, 20 25, 30, uh, 35. Versus yeah. 90 you, feet. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> that's so awesome. And it's like this tidal wave yeah. that's kind of moving through the water. And you know how like uh, when you've got a speedboat cutting through, does that V pattern? It's yeah. Like, Okay, that's cool. That's Spooshy. No more Duragar. Um, the Blood Tide. There's not many of them left. This guy basically takes off. No problem, guys. It's just all false alarm. Okay, but this one sees Edith and it hacks into Edith. That's the only one remaining. And then there's this guy here. Stop what you are doing, Introdar. Uh, and it will attack you. Edith, are you injured? Yeah. yeah. You are. Okay, that means it's it sense blood. And it will attack you with its blood frenzy using a bite. 23 to hit. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay, you take five points of slashing damage. Constitution save, please. I'm not terrible at those. Okay, fair enough. Oh, Okay, so you don't take any poison damage. It's only the five. And then it claws at you again. Um, 14, 21, that will hit. And then damage, two points of slashing damage. Again, a save for constitution. Against poison? Yes, please. We just realized that these saves against poison are with advantage. Oh, well, even better. Okay. That's okay, fine. You you just like ignore it. It's like, oh, just a flesh wound. Okay, and he's like, ah, da, da. okay, so that's that. Um, yeah, so you've managed to stop the gongs from ringing all the way, which is pretty uh, fortunate. We go back to the top of the turn. All right, now, uh, in the bowel of the other ship, something pretty strange happens and you can see that again um the, the the liquid that's coming out of the spider's body just continues to flow and accumulate and it's it's uh, form almost shifts to be like this you know pile of yellow melted wax that almost you know forms this kind of humanoid uh you know uh features um and then it begins flowing towards you uh rapidly Rapidly, Kitness. Uh, let me just kind of go here. Let's see what it is going to do. And yeah, it like flows just so cleanly over the boxes onto the ceiling and then basically splashes down on you. 
Okay, so it is going to attack. Nine is going to miss. 23, will that hit? Oh, yeah, that'll hit. Okay, mm -hmm. then you take six points of piercing damage. Okay. And then uh, you will take an additional, and there's no save for this one, it's just straight up. Ouch. 20 points of poison damage. 20? Okay. Uh, Have any okay. resistance to poison or anything like that? Uh, resistance to poison, I don't believe so. Uh, uh, no, I don't have any resistance to poison. Okay, so then, all right. Uh, then it attacks again. 23. Ouch. This could be better. Five points of damage. And you know what? I am just going to double check to see whether or not you can save against the poison. Okay. I just need to check something. Sometimes when I, uh, put things into my, into my tracker, I don't always get all the details. So I just want to make sure on this one. Nope. There is no save. It's just an additional point of damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, unfortunately, you also take another 11 points of, uh, poison damage. Okay. Not quite so good that time. All right, that's the, the beast. What do you do? Okay, now, I'm going to use that little skill of mine, right off the bat, the bonus action. Yep. Um, try to figure out, I mean, I believe there's three things I get to know about this creature right now. And, yeah, you're supposed to... Uh, it? it should be uh, in your features and traits, or it might be as a custom ability. So, company positions, um, position proficiency. Here's an obviator. Read opposition. Okay. Yes, correct. As a, as a bold action, make it, make it DC 50 wisdom insight check on success learn. Three details of your choice about the creature. Perfect. Okay, so give me that wisdom uh, insight check, please. And the roll is a 16. 16 will do. Okay, so um, this creature <laughs> is demonic in nature. It is not a creature of this plane. It clearly has the ability to shift shape between various forms. And it also has resistance to magic. Resistance to magic. So it is a very powerful creature, obviously impo uh, imposing poison on your strikes. And I imagine you're not doing that great for hit points. <laughs> yeah, right. And you're on well, a ship full of drow. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the other thing. I painted a hole in the hull, so I'm going to dive through it. Nice. Okay, that's good. Okay, so if you we do didn't that, paint, like, little holes in the hull, like there were like little holes, like a bunch of them. Well, we oh, didn't. I we didn't really specify. a hole. Yeah, we didn't a really. We didn't really specify how the hole would work. To me, it would okay. have. Yeah, like it, it doesn't really matter. But I, I, in my mind, it was like one big hole. But let, oh, let's just go with it. It sounds cool. All right. So this is what's going to happen. It is going to take an attack of opportunity against you because you're leaving it here. 
And it, can he disengage first? Yeah, he hasn't taken an action. He can oh, yes, you can disengage. If you disengage and you go through the hole. Yeah. Okay. Now, I will say that if you go through the hole, it is then going to be very aware that there's a hole there. Is that yeah. fair? Okay. So you disengage yeah. and poof, through the hole. <clears throat> um, and yeah. Looks like Puma. And the can the puma swim in underwater? <clears throat> I guess it could hold its breath. Yeah. All right. It follows you. And you are underneath the ship. Right. Okay. And um, yeah. So we'll leave that scene. You kind of, you know, flow beneath the water. Um, you t- took quite a bit of damage here. There's little rivulets of blood that are actually kind of flowing into the water beyond you. And you can see like the redness in, in the dark water that you can kind of see begin to actually dissolve and to kind of spread out into the water. Okay, that is Kidness. Selena Edith back at the other scene. Okay, I'm gonna go back to Dave that keeps me. Okay, you're right there. Kind of turn around. Um, fifteen. Fifteen is enough to hit. Cool. Uh, can I bonus action right? You certainly can. Mark off those charges, okay. please. Yeah, you say you still get the mark off the charges. I know. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Nice. Nice. Well, um, six lightning. <laughs> um. All right. So that that strike is enough to actually kind of knock it out, and its body its body kind of convulses underneath the water and just basically floats to the bottom. So you've taken that one out. Okay. Movement. Other things. There is this kind of weird. Uh, it looks like a warforged kind of construct, um, very similar to the ones that are on board the Sea Ghost, but this clearly, you know, seems to be programmed or working for these guys, and it's it's, it's been moving in your direction. Yeah, I'm going to whack it. <laughs> okay. Woof, in through the water. Yeah, and it's really slow, and you just kind of swim right up. Yep. Can you stop being very annoying, Darren? That's a 14, by the way. What's that? 14. 14. 14 will hit. This is low, but you're very slow. <laughs> that die is low. Um, 17 points damage. Legend. Okay. Uh, it like, its whole kind of, you know, metallic chest, you know, caves open and you can see that there's like this crystal in the middle and it's just e- emitting this like, um, you know, energy and you can see its movements start to kind of slow. Oh, system malfunction, but it's still, it's still up. Okay. What well, if I the crystal? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, that's it? That, that's a, there's, there's a bonus action, action movement and a, an action there. I think we're done. So, yeah. can a bonus action be used to manipulate object? No, she used the bonus action uh, Thunder Smite on I, I agree, right, yeah. So I think then that then she, you're done with that. Okay, then that's fine. Uh, Selena. All right, so Selena is going to use Thunder Step. Okay, wow. From where she is. Because she's right next to the the 
That's cool. Yep. So she's going to move um, over there. Over here. That's yep. cool. <laughs> so everybody has to do, well, her and um, Splooshy. Well, can't you aim where that effect happens? It's 10 feet from where I was. I was oh. inside Splooshy. Well, what if you were to move over here and then you just cast Thunder a Smite? That way it Well, doesn't... yeah, I could do okay. that too. Yeah. All right. So how about you do that? Boom. Yeah. All right. So cast Thunder Smite. Yep. So it's a Constitution 16. Constitution 16, eh? Yeah. Okay. Plus three. Uh, no, it fails. Woohoo. So 3d10. Ouch. This could affect the concentration. 17 points. 17 points. Okay. Thunderous, you know, explodes over here. So 17 points. Uh, half of that is still below 10. So it's just a normal constitution save. Constitution plus 3. Uh, 16 plus 3. Yeah, it does not break the concentration. Still around. What is she concentrating on? She's concentrating on the control water to hold oh, the water. Oh, up. yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Which I was going to use, and I was like, oh, it's concentration. <laughs> ah, yeah. See, I see, see. I, see. Water. I was okay. like, no, I can't right now. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Yeah. Okay. Anything bonus action-wise? Um, really have good bonuses. Okay. So, so the slaves start trying to free themselves, and let's say we get, they get half of the chain kind of off. The lizard men are kind of, you know, helping the other ones, including the dwarf and the dragonborn who are not natural swimmers. And they manage to kind of get, you know, uh, free at least half. But the ones that are kind of the back, including Dara Amberstone, are still sink, sinking beneath the wave. She is holding her breath, but any second now, you could feel that she, you know, may not be able to hold it for much further. But you've managed to kind of free at least half the slaves, and they're all kind of helping. Okay, on this other side, Side, everyone is kind of dragging down towards the ground and they're starting to panic. I'm going to make a couple rolls here. The dragonborn are trying to break the chains, but they're chains. They can't. They are. They just are not in any position and they're starting to sink beneath the waves and they're definitely thrashing about and panicking. The lizard men, of course, are okay, but the rest of them who are not lizards, they're not. Okay, that is the slaves. Now the priest is right next to Splooshy. All right. Oh, I know what we're going to do. Okay, so she's going to reach out and try to attack it. Elson, I'm yes. going to have to go. Understand. Understand. Uh, what turns going to do, he's going to turn toward the other slaves and try to free them. To free them? Okay, that makes yeah. makes a lot of sense. Okay, she reaches okay. out to, to Splooshy to try and attack it with some sort of spell or whatever, mm -hmm. um, but it uh, she didn't manage to hit it, and so her spell is kind of discharged. Uh, yeah. Yeah, his... Oh, AC is 14. AC is 14, and yeah. she's got, let me just see, plus one to hit. Yeah, she wouldn't hit it. Yeah, so that misses, unfortunately. Okay, that's it for the priest. Uh, Theo, your go. Um, yeah, so uh, Theo's all, all right. So she's going to uh, uh, try to break that concentration. Please make another, uh, as a little dinner bell, crystal bell chimes in her ears. I made you make another wisdom saving throw. She fails. Okay. She so, fails. All right. Constitution save. Six plus three is not enough. And the concentration is broken. And woof, 
the water actually starts to descend. Uh, the other thing you notice with the you know the so, uh, the movement uh, of the water. By the way, it yeah. is twenty two necrotic. Oh, that's a and, lot of damage! Wow. And six radiant. And six radiant. Okay, it is still yeah. up. Okay, okay. Yowza. Okay. Water is now. Going yeah, down. water is rushing down. Now, the other thing that you kind of know is when the waves kind of, you know, were going up, you can see that both of these kind of, you know, strange constructs were buoyed up with the water, but not entirely. And so the the, the, the structure of their water actually sunk beneath, uh, you know, like the waves a little bit. Which contract? The, oh, those two Yeah, contracts? these okay. these two large contracts. So yeah. the weird kind of uh, platform thing on the whatever has all these tentacles and then, and, and then this kind of, yeah. Submarine thing. Okay? That looks like a helicopter. That looks like a helicopter. I couldn't find anything better. Okay, I was looking. All right, that's fine. Okay, so Theo, that's your go. Anything else? Movement, that sort of thing. Um, I, 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 I feel like it should be right. So where am I? So like, I want to stay within thirty feet of this mage. Like, I'd prefer to stay within twenty if I can. Okay, so why don't we move you closer? Five, ten. 15, 20, that's 20, that's 20 feet. That's 20 feet? That's 25. Sure, but that's, that's, uh, yeah, no, that's, no, no back where we were before. 5, 10, 15, 20. You, you said you wanted to be within 20 feet, right? That's 20 yeah. feet. Yeah. Okay, I was just, just saying, saying like, like, you should move, move somewhere, somewhere, right? Still still kind of fair enough. Up. Okay, yep. So that's where you're at. Uh, Turin is going over to kind of free the slaves. The good news here is that the water has actually kind of, you know, flown away. So there's no longer any drowning danger. And he kind of jams his, um, you know, uh, sword two handed in to try and break and shatter the, uh, the, the chains. The first one hits, the second one hits. Not quite enough to kind of break it, but it's weakened. Maybe a couple more strikes will actually free it. Okay, so that is Turin. Siona, you're free. Uh, and in fact, at this point, if she's just continuing to help with the chains, she can completely free all of those slaves. Unless you yeah, want to do something else. That's what she's going to do. Um, and uh, she's going to have her face here, move, you know, away from the entrance a bit. Yeah. Uh, is there a place where the face here can go and kind of hide, still keep an eye on the entrance? Um... Yeah, let's. Uh, she could probably. Feet of movement. Yeah, she could like go over here, and she would see anything that kind of comes out. But would she be hidden over there? Uh, not specific. Well, you know what I'll say is this. Okay, so if she moves over here, okay, it's out of sight of anything that's coming out. So she can see stuff that's coming out, but they wouldn't necessarily see here because the line of sight is completely. Uh, open that she be hidden and see down, so she can give warning. Uh, she could do that too if you want to kind of fly up so I'll say that that's possible too okay all right so then that's fine um Splooshy your go oh Splooshy's gonna attack the priestess let me see if um, I get the can the priestess breathe water she is a Sahagan okay well I'll see if I can no okay (laughs) all right so two no first I have to hit First attack is a ooh, 19 plus 7, so 28. That hits. So 2d8 plus 4. So 12 points of damage. Uh, yep. Yeah. Still living. I know, she's got 
Um, <laughs> You're such a cheater. <laughs> oh, you just showed it to me. Fair enough. 15 plus 7, so 22. All right. So that's going to be another 13. Yeah, Spooshy <laughs> just like, you know, grabs it, k- kicking <laughs> underneath the water, and she basically kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of, uh, yeah. you know... Uh, um, sloshed to death. <laughs> sloshed okay. to death, yes. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say at this point, um, Edith, just for expediency's sake, I'm going to say you take out this other sentry over here. Everyone manages to kind of free um, the, 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 the slaves and stuff like that. There doesn't appear to be any other motion now. Now, uh, the other thing that I'll, I'll, I'll say is no immediate motion coming from this northeast passage over here. There is a northwest passage as well. And you notice as you look closer, there's another gong there. Oh. But the gong was not rung in that direction. It was r- rung twice over here. It was rung once over there. So are there four gongs? There's not four gongs. There's three. So there's nothing. There's nothing side. on this okay. side. Okay. But that being said, Kidness, you've escaped into the water. Yes. All right. And now, now I'm, I'm going to try to get out of the water. Okay. So um, why don't we take a break, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. bio break, that type of thing, and then we will regroup. Okay. Sounds good. Excellent, guys. Good. Nicely done. And scene. Okay. That's a wrap. This concludes part A of our episode. We hope you're enjoying the adventures of the G-Team as much as we're enjoying making it all up as we go along. Part B will resume in our release next week. In the meantime, have a great day, stay safe, and don't forget to love each other. See you next time on Gold and Glory. (laughs) 